Welcome to the Poet and the Reader podcast. If you like chatting about all things bookish, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Shanice. And I'm Vina. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. We are back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> we are back, and we're, we, we have come with pride. It's, this is the pride episode that you have Happy all been waiting pride. for. <laughs> it's pride. late, but it's here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like us. We, you know, it came out late, just like all of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, right. How you been, Janice? How's been the summer good. so far? Oh my god, the summer is amazing. Like, I've been reading so much. How about you? Pretty good. How's your yeah. challenge going? Are you behind, ahead? I am. I've read so much the last few days, I feel. Like, I've caught up. Nice. So, like, I'm only one book behind now. Okay, that's sweet. Right. Yeah. How about you? Are you up to date? I believe so. I think I'm doing okay. pretty good. You are. Mm. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I'm like a different person. It's amazing. You are. You're like the <laughs> 2015 Vina. Like, she read oh like 65 books. I don't even know how many. <laughs> I don't know how I could reach that girl again, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You're getting there. I believe in you. <laughs> Anyway, happy Pride, everyone. We have a very special episode, so we're going to make some recommendations. Um, Shanice is going to recommend books that she's read, and I'm going to recommend to her books that she should pick up, and hopefully the listeners will pick up too. Uh, But before we do that, let's um, do a quick wrap-up of what we've read. Um, So what's your last read, Shanice? So many books. Um, So I read... (laughs) (laughs) So I finished all the HP books, Harry Potter, so I'm done with that collection. Yeah. Um, I read Cinderella's Dead by Kaylin Barron. Mm-hmm. And that was my last read, which happens 200 years after Cinderella's Dead. And um, the main character, uh, like everybody is required to go to the ball. And it's like treason if you don't go. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it was it was a um, WW, um, you know, storyline. But mm-hmm. it wasn't exactly like I didn't think it was it was as good as I thought it was going to be, which I'm kind of sad about. Huh. That's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Is there going to be a sequel, you think, based off of the well, first one? Well, I don't think that... It, well, there's a sequel that happens in the same universe, and I forgot the title mm. of it, but I believe um, it happens in the same universe. I don't know how it fits in to the story. Mm. I don't know. Does and the I first like, book, like, wrap up at the end? Yeah, it does. And also, I think that they made a reference to the sequel in the be- in the in the book and I didn't think about it until after I read hmm. it. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. We'll see. All right. Um uh, my next read was I read Black Girl Call Home, which I will be and it's by Jasmine Mans and I will be reading a poem um by her from the collection. Um, Mm -hmm. it was an amazing, like, work of art. Like, it was just, it was an amazing collection. So good. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and then I read, sorry, I was like, I'm done now. No, uh, I read Honey Girl. (laughs) I read Honey Girl by Morgan Rogers, and I... I can't wait to hear your thoughts. I loved that book so much. It was so (laughs) good. I like, it it was... Right. So, like, I think it was a solid first um, collection for, uh, like, a first book, you know? Like, I gave it Mm -hmm. four stars, but I really wanted to give it five stars. Right. I'm, like, I just feel like it was so um, cosmic, you know? 
Like, okay. it, it just, like, so the main character, she just gets her astronomy degree, and then um, she meets this, uh, she goes to Las Vegas as a present. I'm not, I'm not going to give too much away, but she gets mm-hmm. drunk in Las Vegas and then marries a girl who is, like, a radio um, host for this, uh, like, um, I guess, series. And it's, like, are you listening? And she's like, tells these stories. So, like, she's also a storyteller, Mm-hmm. And um, so the main character, her name is Grace. They call her like Honey Girl. They call her Space Girl. They they just call her a lot of different things. And then it, it was also like just a really poetic piece of work as well. Um, Jimena is in the story. Like uh, that's Grace's best friend. I read this and I I could only think about my best friend. Her name's Asia. And, like, mm-hmm. the relationship that they have is just on the next level, which is how me and Asia are. Like, mm. if, if you were to meet... I think you've met Asia. You've met Asia before. I think so. Yeah, she came to the shop with me and Cass. Okay, okay. Yes, I like, think I remember. Yeah, like, if you ask her, like, I... Th- she's, she says, like, we're in a throuple because, like, just our relationship. And mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's so, like, amazing to have friendships like that that go beyond words that, like... You know, I don't have to say what I need. She just knows what I need, if that hmm. makes sense. Okay. Yeah, like, okay. she's my... She is my soulmate. She is my soulmate, Aww. 100%. That's cute. Yeah, so, like, when you read that, like, the type of relationship that Grace has with Jimena and um, her other friend, um, I think her name's Aunt, um, Angie. They call her Aggie. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. they call her Aggie in the book. But, like, it, it, like, those three, it just reminded me of my relationship with Asia. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. That, like, I, I don't know. It was a really good book. I really liked it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes. I guess I should share my last reads. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, okay, so compared to you, I did not read that much. But I read <laughs> two that could probably be my favorite so far of the year. Um, so I finished, finally, Dominicana by Angie Cruz. Oh, Fantastic. My Highly God. recommend. Could do a whole <laughs> podcast episode about it. Um, and um, I also finished Maybe You Should Talk to Someone by Lori Gutlieb. So that's about, uh, it's a nonfiction about a therapist who needs a therapist. And she goes over cases uh, the, of her patients, obviously. And um, yeah, I really loved it. We read it for book club for the bookshop. And I'm just really into psychology books. And um, yeah, you are. I loved it. Yeah. Ever since um, college, like I took a few classes in psychology and I almost minored in it, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, I just, I think it's really interesting how the mind works and how we react to trauma and just all of that I find very, very interesting. So it was, it was a book for me, you know? I'm learning so much about you on this podcast. Like Uh, I did not know that you were, I didn't know know that you were into psychology books. I was really into it, but then I was like, I like reading more. So maybe let me stick to the reading. Um, but yeah. Those were my last reads. And I'm okay. currently reading. It's weird how I picked up my current read. So we, I get arcs all the time. And I was going through old arcs and found one by uh, Jason Reynolds. Do you know him? I feel like the name is so familiar. What did he, he write wrote, before? He wrote Long Way Down um, and a few other children's books. But basically, I found an arc of 
Long Way Down, which is a, won a bunch of awards when it came out. But I met him, and I have it signed and personalized. And I'm like, wait, I met him before he was famous? Like, what the oh my heck? God. I, don't, I don't remember. Right. Um, so I picked it up and sat down, and immediately I was like 10, 20 pages in. So it's written in verse, and it takes... You know how some books take place in one day or like in a short amount of time? This right. book takes place in 60 seconds, Shanice. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I am not kidding you. So it's written in verse, and it's about this kid who he enters an elevator, and the whole book is this one elevator ride where he has to decide if he's going to murder the person who killed his brother. Get the fuck out of here. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Minute of silence. But yeah, dude, I picked it up and I'm like, why have I never read this? If why I have it? I like, never this heard crazy. of this book before? It's, it's super famous. Seconds? Like, it's 60 seconds. Um, Yeah, it's intense. I, that is so... Actually, uh, let me go grab the copy. I want to read you a... <laughs> so I, wanna, I wanted to read you one of the... I don't know if you call it poems when it's written in verse, but like one of the verses is, um, the sadness is just so hard to explain. Imagine waking up and someone, a stranger, got you strapped down, got pliers shoved into your mouth, gripping a tooth. Somewhere in the back, one of the big important ones, and rips it out. Imagine the knocking in your head, the pressure pushing through your ears, the blood pooling. But the worst part, the absolute worst part, is the constant slipping of your tongue into the new empty space where you know a tooth is supposed to be but ain't no more. Mm. I read that and I'm like, okay, I cannot put this down. I have to read this. Um, right. Because I'm really into like books in verse lately. And it's really, I think I blame Elizabeth Acevedo basically. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. blame her. And yeah, what's your current read? So my current read is uh, Juliet Takes a, a Breath by Gabby Rivera. Mm-hmm. And so that is about... Um, I really like the book first. Let's, let me just say, I really love the fact that it takes place in the Bronx and specifically in the North Bronx. So mm-hmm. Cass lives around there. So like, it's just interesting because I'm like, oh, I know where that is. I know where that is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. when I was reading the first part of it. But... um. So, Julia is basically a self-proclaimed closeted Puerto Rican baby dyke from the Bronx. And Mm -hmm. um, she's not closeted anymore. She came out to her family um, and then is going to intern with her favorite feminist writer. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I'm really interested. So, like, in the the way that the book um, opens up is that... Um, it's a le- she writes a letter to this this author and she asks to intern for her. But the author lives in Portland, Oregon, and she lives in the Bronx. Hmm, interesting. So I think that um, so she's gonna fly out. So like the night before she comes out to her family, she, she the night before the next morning she flies out to Oregon. Did you know that this book was turned into a graphic novel as well, which I find very interesting. So I, I looked it up after because I was like, where's this author from? And then I saw that it was a graphic novel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so, I'm so um, excited to read it. Sweet. I want to know. Well, we all want to know what you think afterwards. <laughs> well, I can't wait to. I, yeah, I can't wait to get into <laughs> it. So what about your next read? Um, so it's obviously on Earth We're Briefly Gorgeous. 
You picked this for me, and I need to read it. I'm so fucking excited for you to read this book. We can't move on until I read this. Yeah, I will not. Um, and I'm, I also... I also have to read One Last Stop by Casey McQuinston. So the reason I have to read it is because our book club okay. at the bookstore is reading it for Pride Month. Um, and I think you would love it. So it's a love story between two girls, Jane and August. And they meet on the Q train. So it's set in New York. And Jane is like really attracted to her because she's always dressing up like a 70s girl. And like her her style is very strange compared to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she comes to find out that she has been displaced in time from the 70s. So this girl is time traveling what? to current New York City. I love that. Um, I know. I'm really excited about it. So that's going to be one of my next reads. Wait, hold on. I got a few things to say about that. First of all, I, okay. I feel like you <laughs> you said like, oh, I would love this book. Yes, because it's like two female leads, like a love story between two female. I will. I love like a gay book. Just sprinkle a little gay and I'll read it. You know, even if it's not like the main plot of the story, if there's like a gay relationship in it, I'm like, yes, I need to read it. Um, two, I, yeah, you know yeah. how like lately, like this year, not this year, but like, um, I guess like this uh gen z like taking over the 90s aesthetic mm-hmm. i hope like the 70s come back like i'm really ready for it like Dude, 70s yeah, same. yeah i want a 70s outfit like that's it <laughs> <laughs> like when i have to pick the music at the shop i put 70s music right you know right but yeah it's all about the 90s like i see these little kids wearing like biggie like biggie um t-shirts or Aaliyah t-shirts and i'm like name a fucking song from them you can't (laughs) you can't (laughs) and then i always say like name a biggie song that's not on the fucking radio name something from like you don't know like you don't know shit i mean i guess like i'm from the i'm like born in 93 but i love like you know the music from that time but you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. fucking kids wearing shirts they don't even know (laughs) (laughs) anyway i digress (laughs) yes Uh, what are your next reads after um Julia takes a breath. So I want to read Felix Ever After by Kaysen Callender. And um, mm. so Felix um, Love has never been in love. That You see the irony right there? Is that Felix Love has never <laughs> been in love. Um, so he desperately wants to know what it's like and why it seems so easy for everyone but him to find someone. What's worse is that even though he is proud of his identity, Felix also secretly fears that he's one marginalization too many, black, queer, and transgender, to ever get his own happily ever after. So I'm excited to read, um, read this book as well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, sounds really good. Yeah, it does, right? I'm like, I like, I see the lineup that I have of like my next few reads, and I'm just like really excited about them. I don't know what to read next. They're on point. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm great. so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Your summer is, is going very. My well. summer is reading. amazing because <laughs> I don't have to do any work. That's that's why my summer is amazing. <laughs> uh, before we move on to the main topic, I have a bone to pick with you, and I want every listener. <laughs> To hold you accountable. So I am very tired, guys. I don't know if you can hear that I'm tired. So I've been staying up until one in the morning watching this show that someone in this podcast <laughs> mentioned to me. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know why I'm even bringing it up right now. It's just I'm so tired. <laughs> so uh, Love Island UK. 
Guys, amazing. Yeah. Amazing TV. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, like, um, I, me and Cass watched it because we just wanted to watch something, like, reality TV, trashy. We were spending some time together. And so right. I, we put on the first season, and I had fell in love with Hannah, which I thought you were going to watch season one. But you ended up... No. This fucking weirdo <laughs> ends up starting on season... Who the fuck does that? You started on season four. I don't know. You know what? I was thinking, like, if I do season one... It's gonna feel like mad dated and like I wanted something current. Right. I don't know what I was thinking. I, was, I don't know. I, I was, was waiting for you to watch the first episode and be like, yo, that was fucking awkward. Because <laughs> like <laughs> because like I don't They're know so how they do awkward. it in season four, but in season one, the guys come out first, they introduce them, and then the girls come out and the girls pick if they wanna be if the boys pick oh. the girls. So there was one... It's the other way around in season four. Right. So there's one part where the oh. guys don't pick this one girl. Like, nobody steps up for her. And it's so awkward. Oh, oh that makes me so sad. It, it's so awkward, bro. And you didn't even see it. Oh. Okay, okay. I got, I got, I'll go back and watch season one. But yeah, I'm on season four. But yeah, everyone, if you need something to make you stay up all night... <laughs> It is this show. It is so addicting. I can't stop. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Anyway, should we go back to the main topic? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just talk. This because this has become a Love this, Island this podcast. This is the Love Island podcast now. We should do like a reality <laughs> podcast, like, because how much reality TV oh you and I gosh. watch. Let's do it. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> just watching old reality TV shows and then like going up to like now. Dude, that'd be fun. Right. All right, guys. So Pride Month, we're going to make uh, eight recommendations, but it comes down to like 16, right? Yeah. Because we're going to each do eight. Because that's how math um, works. Eight and eight equals 16. <laughs> we couldn't just do 20, you know, like a... Right, like a normal human oh. being. Like we had to do 16. That's like me starting season four instead of season one. Exactly. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> um, Alrighty. So uh, Shanice is going to recommend the book and then I'm going to recommend a book to go along with that one yes and hopefully it's a book that you haven't read right we shall see i'm so excited <laughs> to see your list like i'm really i'm really happy. all right all right let's get into okay, it okay so what's number one so number <laughs> one is uh redwood and ponytail by k.a halt um mm -hmm. this was honestly the book that i needed when i was a kid it is um a, a relationship or like i guess a um a children's like discovery like they like, mm -hmm. they discover their relationship, so it's, um... All right, so anyway, the story is told in verse. Mm -hmm. A typical cheerleader nicknamed Ponytail, who has this perfectly polished persona, um, and then Tam, who is nicknamed Redwood, and she's athletic and um, frequently mistaken for a boy. Um, I wasn't feeling the core... So, like, they break up the verses, so, like, it's dual narrative, and then, like, they each tell their sides of, like, what's going on, and then it's broken up with these... Um, with this chorus called Alexis, and so there's three... I'm um, not Alexis, Al Alexis, and there's three Alexes, so... I wasn't mm -hmm. feeling that part, but, like, also I'm reading this as an adult looking back to, like, middle school. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if I was mm -hmm. in middle school, I would have I I been feeling it. But, yeah, I don't know. I read it all in mm -hmm. one night. It was good. Um, like I said, it was the book I needed, so. Hmm. Nice. All right. Are you ready for mine? I am. <laughs> so I'm 100% sure you haven't read this one because it hasn't even come out. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so that's what we're doing. I kind of cheated. I kind of cheated. 
So the book that I'm recommending is Rise to the Sun by Leah Johnson. Okay. And this author also wrote You Should See Me in a Crown, which I'm sure you've heard of. No, it's, I don't think really I have. was popular last year. Um, but um, Rise to the Sun is about... It takes place in three days at a music festival with two girls. So Olivia is an expert at falling in love and at being dumped. So after her last breakup and um, has left her as an outcast at school and at home. So she's determined to turn on a leaf. And she goes to a three-day three weekend um, to a farm festival. Mm, okay. And she meets Tony, who is uh, getting over the death of her dad. Mm. And they basically meet at this um, festival and kind of bond and go from there. And it's supposed to be very cute and romancy. And um, it's just two young girls trying to figure out their um, feelings about each other. Nice, nice. So, what is up with you in these small timeline books? (laughs) What do you mean? Like, 60 seconds, three days, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you just gotta find something different out there. I guess so. Yeah. So. All right. What's your next one? Okay. So I'm um, talking about grief from your last one. Um, we are okay mm-hmm. by Nina Lacour or La- Lacour. Mm-hmm. Sounds French Lacour. to me. Lacour. Anyway. Yeah. So um, yeah. this is actually one of my favorite books are about grief or like surrounds itself around grief and it's like I I don't know like if it's like a new genre or like just has spoken up as a new genre like has like been a staple. You know, like it's mm-hmm. not young mm-hmm. adult and it's not like fiction, you know, that in between when you're like in your like, like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, I feel like up to like 26 or something. And you're trying to figure right. stuff. They have like, am I, am I bugging or they have like named that a new genre? Hmm. Maybe. Anyway. I'm not sure. So, um, <laughs> Marin has, um, or Marin has, uh, hasn't spoken to anyone from her old life since the day she left everything behind. No one knows the truth about those final weeks, not even her best friend, Mabel, but even thousands of miles mm-hmm. away from the California coast at college in New York, Marin still feels the pull of the life and tragedy she tried to outrun. Now, months later, alone in an empty dorm room for winter break, Marin waits, Mabel is coming to visit, and Marin is forced to, forced, um, has she has to face everything and I, I just thought it was amazing because like that um you know when somebody dies like you know somebody had died and then mm-hmm. she just moved away and she left everything behind and I think like the like that aloneness that darkness that she felt I don't know I just really like um related to that and I thought mm-hmm. it was such a, a great depiction of like when you lose somebody so important to you like you yeah like that happens and I yeah so yeah it was a really good book I've heard such good things about this book. Yeah, but I will, so. I will like have a small disclaimer. It isn't the ending that you thought it was gonna be. Whoa. Yeah, like it, it was in a good way or in a bad way. You know, in a way that was okay. Oh. Yeah. Like the title. <laughs> yeah, we are okay. I was okay by okay. the end of it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I feel that. All right, so my recommendation is The Stars and the Blackness Between Them mm. by Junauda Petrus. So um, this is about Audrey, and after her mother catches her with her secret girlfriend, um, her mom decides to send her. She's from Trinidad, so they send her to the States to live her, with her dad. Okay. 
Um, and in the States, Audrey meets Mabel. Wait, there's a Mabel and we are okay, right? right yeah. <laughs> is that why you picked this? This is another Mabel. <laughs> I did not know this, guys. When I, <laughs> I did not know this. Okay. Um, so Audrey meets Mabel, not from the same book that we just mentioned. Right. It's not the same um, Mabel. <laughs> So Mabel is her future classmate and possibly more, mm-hmm. uh, who is navigating her own sexual identity amidst uncertainty about her health. So mm. I won't say more about that, but apparently she has, you know, health issues, but also trying to figure out if she has feelings for Audrey. Wow. I like so, that. Yeah, That's interesting. That's the one. Also, I got caught too. Mm-hmm. That was my, my that was my coming out too. So like I need to read this book. <laughs> right, right. You were caught by I your mom. I was caught. So like, yeah, let's let's do this, <laughs> Audrey. <laughs> so right. coming so out the next one. Yeah, coming out number three is mm-hmm. Girls of yes. Paper and Fire by Natasha Nan. Now this mm-hmm. is a sci-fi book, and it's um, each year, eight beautiful girls are chosen as paper girls to serve the king. It's the highest honor they mm-hmm. could hope for, and the most demeaning. This year, there's a ninth, and instead of paper, she's made of fire. So the love oh. interest is actually, um, well, her name is Lee, and then her love interest was Ren, and I'm waiting for the third book to come out. It's three... It's three um, books in the series. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. this is not a dual narrative. It comes from one side. Yeah, mm. it's only one. Okay. Yeah, it's really good though. Nice. Liked it. <laughs> I'm waiting for the third one. Nice. I like, and it was supposed to come out last year, but it got pushed because of COVID. Oh. Or was right, it supposed right, to come right, out right, this right. year and I got pushed because of COVID? Whatever. It was supposed to come out one time because it comes out like in November. <laughs> and also James Patterson is, is forwarded. So I think it, like he has something to do with like the um, the production of it, publication mm, of it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. So my pick, um, it hasn't come out either. It comes out on Tuesday. Wow, you're <laughs> cheating. No, it's not. But I... <laughs> No, 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 I'm not cheating because I want you to read this one because it sounds so good. So are you going to put it in my little, my pile of books that I have to buy? Yes, okay, yes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called Gear Breakers by Zoe Hana Mikura. Mm. So it's about two girls on opposite sides of a war and they discover that they're fighting for a common purpose and falling for each other at the same time. So Eris is a gear breaker, and she is a brash young rebel who specializes in taking down weapons from the inside. And when one of her missions goes wrong, she finds herself in prison. And that's where she meets Sona, who's a cybernetically enhanced pilot, which is such a cool title. I don't even know. (laughs) And at first, Eris sees Sona as her mortal enemy, but Sona has a secret. And basically, they team up together to race against the clock to um, their deadliest mission yet. And they work as friends, comrades, and perhaps something more. Mm, little enemies to lovers type of thing. I'll see oh, where you're going with that. We shall see. We shall <laughs> right. see. Right. <laughs> I really like that. But yeah, it sounds really cool. Right. It sounds really cool. Oh, wait. Hold on one second. I, before I, we move on to our next um, book, Girls of Paper and yeah. Fire is a trigger warning. There is sexual abuse that happens in the book. Just saying. Oh, yeah, good to I know. Should, I, good to yeah, know. I should say that. But it doesn't go into too deep. It, it doesn't go too much into detail. But there is like, yeah, there is a trigger warning mm-hmm. for, for my recommendation. Good. Okay, talking about trigger warnings is number four. 
which is also a trigger mm-hmm. warning. Um, Overshare mm. Love, Laughs, Sexuality, and Secrets by Rose Ellen Dix and Rosie Spotton. Spotton. I feel like like the way that they say it as like the I say it the New York, I say it the Brooklyn way. You know what I'm saying? It's Spotton or something <laughs> like that. Like no. Um. So I love gotcha. this couple. I feel like this is my favorite. My favorite like couple overall unapologetically they are themselves and i've been a fan of their youtube since i moved to new york years ago um but they are Mm -hmm. they live in um england um so Mm. yeah like so their show like reading this their books like the reading their book it reminded me of like reading their like i'm watching their videos and they also have a podcast um called rose and rosie parental guidance which is the most intimate adventure Mm. in their journey to parenthood um so yeah, it's just like their videos. If you've ever seen their videos, they're like oversharing about their lives. This, these, like this book will make you laugh and cry, and it, it like they just get very intimate with their past and like how they came to be, who they are now. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. So mine is redefining realness by Janet Mock. Do you know about Janet Mock? Yes. Oh, cool. So basically she wrote this article for Mary Claire magazine and it blew up. And from there they were like, oh, please write a book. So she wrote this book and it's a memoir. So it follows her quest for identity from an early unwavering conviction about her gender to a turbulent adolescence in Hawaii that saw her transitioning during her tender years of high school. Right. She was self-medicating with hormones at 15. Mm-hmm. And flying across the world alone for her sex reassignment surgery at just eighteen years old, which is wow. I read so intense. I read some of her I've read some of her book. Mm, oh wow. Yeah, because okay. I had to read it for my um, um gender and sexuality class and I, I absolutely loved it. I think mm. I have access to it still. Um Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's basically about her experience, um, and she uh, shares her insight of how she did her transitioning and um yeah it's just it sounds very very interesting right. it's a heavy topic but interesting yeah exactly mm-hmm. all right what's next i think it's poetry next it is poetry <laughs> coming at the one twos one twos now <laughs> so um <laughs> so i have actually like a forward slash like and or so um don't call us mm-hmm. dead and or homie by Donness smith and um yeah uh so like he's an award-winning poet and um he's just his voice is just amazing if you ever wanted to like um sample like see a sample of his work before you like commit to buying a book you can always check on youtube mm-hmm. um you just you know type in Donness smith is d-a-n-e-z space s-m-i-t-h um so he talks about the don't call us dead um opens up with a heart um rending heart trending sorry sequence that imagines an afterlife for black men shot by police a place where suspicion violence and grief are forgotten and replaced with the safety love and longevity they deserve here on earth um so smith turns um then turns then to desire mortality the dangers experienced in skin and body and blood and a diagnosis of hiv positive so i met donez Mm -hmm. when i was like 16 and i've been in love with his work and i followed him um since then so yeah he's amazing that's so cool that you met him yeah when you were so young too i know i just (laughs) i know like uh, i met so many people when Mm -hmm. i was young like i i don't know i don't know if you know this but i met um well i didn't meet her but like my friend met her um 
Rosario Dawson. What? Yeah, so she was, um, because I went to BNV in 2010, and she was there, and I was afraid to, like, go up to the, and go meet her, but, like, she was super inviting. Like, my (laughs) friend was like, fuck that, I'ma go, and he, like, left me and went, and I was just like, (laughs) God, like, you could have took me with you. (laughs) Yeah, so, he met her, and, yeah, yeah, and Common was there, like, we met so many people when we were there. All right, so my poetry pick is, I don't know if you have this book. Fingers crossed that you don't. But it's called Shame is an Ocean I Swim Across by Mary Lambert. No, I don't have Um, that. I'm very surprised because you changed it. (laughs) I did. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah, it was a good surprise. (laughs) All right, so this book is... um, a beacon to anyone who's ever been knocked down and picked themselves up again. So in verse, she deals with sexual assault, mental illness, and body acceptance. Mm. So in um, basically, she is a, this is her debut poetry book. Okay. And it's about her, the darkest times in her life. Mm. So that's my pick. I like that. Good, write it down. Look at you. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to listen to the podcast after and be writing these shits down. Or you could send me a list. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, this is true. This is true. And we have three more people. Yes, Stay three with more. Us. <laughs> they're with us. But they're all good books. Um, like, Yeah, uh, this is a good TBR list. Right. This is such a... I, I just gave you 16 books. Well, I mean, Vina helped. But I gave you 16 books. <laughs> Word, word. Okay, so... All right, what's next? Uh, sci-fi is up again. Um, Career's War by Nina Varela. Sorry, my dyslexia hidden. I was about to say Valera, but it is Varela. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. this is a fantasy book, and it was just a cool-ass book. It's a dual narrative, and the second book... Um, it's a dual narrative with two different characters. It's also... What is it? Like a dual... You, what did you say? It was a duology? Duology. A duology. duology. It has two books in this Or a series. duet. Oh, a duet. Okay. Yeah. Okay, learning new things up in this motherfucker today. Um, <laughs> so the second book is called Iron Heart, and it ends like, it, like um, it wasn't um, bad. It was a good, like, it was good. It wrapped itself up. It didn't feel rushed just because it's only two mm-hmm. books. I just want to put that out there. So it's after the okay. War of Kinds takes place in the Kingdom of Rabu. Autome, who are, are who were originally made to the, be the royals' toys, ended up taking over. Um, so this is an enemies to lovers dual narrative, and it didn't feel like it. So like you know how in some dual narratives it feels like it gets repetitive. This one does mm-hmm. not. It's done so well. Um, so Alia is a human servant who wants to avenge the death of her family, and Creer is Autome, and is the princess who's set to marry uh, Seer. And um, mm-hmm. it was the author's debut novel, too. And it was really good. It didn't read like a first novel. Oh, nice. Yeah. How about you? Um, what you got right. for me? So my fantasy pick is Malice by Heather Walter. So this is a high fantasy retelling of Sleeping Beauty. Heroine falls not for a prince, but for the wicked sorceress. So uh, the main character is Alice and no princess aurora and alice are the main characters and alice is Mm -hmm. the seemingly evil fairy uh that everyone in the town is afraid of but princess aurora admires her for her ability with the dark arts among other things dot 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 (laughs) dot 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 um so yeah this one sounds really good retellings are pretty fun 
I'd see like that's the thing like I'm I, it sounds so good but I'm so scared to get disappointed like Cinderella's dead oh no yeah no, yeah <laughs> I don't know like I think I'm gonna be on like a, a retelling fairy list because remember I had read um I had read or like one of my favorite books are is Ash by Miranda Lowe yeah um so I was talking to Cass and I said maybe and I'm putting connections together bro I'm like maybe Cinderella's dead wasn't as good because I had already read Ash and I was comparing the two okay that makes a lot of sense all right. Okay. We have two, two more, more to go. go. Let's do this. <laughs> so, More Happy Than Not by Adam Silveta, which I fucking love this book. <laughs> and we talked about this not too long ago on the podcast, but this was such a good read. Like, I immediately mm. gave it to Cass and told her, like, I needed somebody to mm-hmm. talk to about this book after I finished it. And nobody fucking read it. <laughs> so, like, Cass has just finished reading, like, this Stephen King book. And I'm just like, can you mm. read Can you read this book, though? Can mm-hmm, you read More Happy mm-hmm. Than Not? Like, put all the other books aside and read this one. Because I just need to, like, process this book with somebody. So, if somebody could, like, <laughs> hit me up on Insta or TikTok if you read it. And I just need somebody Damn, to, like, talk to about it. Um so, um, 16-year-old Aaron Soto is struggling to find happiness after a family tragedy. He has the support of his girlfriend, Genevieve, but his it's his new bestie, Thomas, that really helps Aaron open up. And that's all I'm going to say because this was a really fucking good read and I'm not trying to spoil it for nobody. And nobody's going to be like, you spoiled it for me. No, read it. Now, is this straight up fiction or is there some kind of like... Not magic. It's speculative but... fiction. Uh, okay. Like, it's okay. not sci-fi. It's, like, sci-fi, but not. It's speculative. Okay. Which, what does it mean, like, speculative fiction? It's, like, spectated to be fiction? Maybe something that can't actually happen in real life? We should look that up. You, no, no, no. Hold on. I remember for, like, oh, my English major coming in. Um, <laughs> I think that it means... <laughs> speculative fiction is, like... It has the possibility of happening. Oh, I think that that's what it that is. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes right. Sense. Like it can exist in our world, but then like something makes it not it not be able to exist in our world. Right. Right. Okay. So like, yeah. Cool. Anyway. <laughs> now it's my turn. Okay. So Cemetery Voice by Aiden Thomas is my pick. And it's a debut okay. novel about a gay trans brujo, one who practices witchcraft, and he's looking to prove mm. himself to his family. So he lives in a traditional Latinx family, and they have a lot of problems accepting his gender. So Jadriel becomes determined to prove himself as a real brujo with the help of his cousin and best friend Maritza. And he is trying to perform a ritual that sets out to find the ghost of his murdered cousin and set him free. Mm. Sounds so good. I feel like this... <laughs> that sounds so good. Because, like, you know, when you read, like, witches stuff, it's always, like, certain cultures. It's never, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's never, like, comes from our culture. Like, and you... And we're known for, like, it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. So it's really interesting to, like, read or, like, hear somebody say that, like this exists mm-hmm. you know like that mm-hmm. you know like anything like santera or anything like that like i don't know you right. know and 
I'm glad that this book is so popular because when it came out, it sold so quickly that we couldn't like get more restock at the shop because they were printing more copies, which I think is crazy. Wow. So I'm really glad it it got out there, you know? And it's his debut novel, which is amazing. Right. So yeah, highly recommend it. Pick it up, pick it up. Highly recommend (laughs) it. Wait, do you have, how long ago did it come out? I, it was during the pandemic, so it was last year. Oh, yeah, okay. just when the pandemic went crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people were reading. Not me, but a lot of people were reading. Word, word, word. All right, so the final is one of our favorite books. So this one is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And I'm so, I love this book so much. Like I think it was it was my favorite read in 2019. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I can't say it was my overall like my favorite like book. Yeah, it's it like comes close. It's probably like top five. Like, it's a really it's good up book. There. It's um, up there. Yeah, it's really up there. It's my favorite. Well, how about this? It's my favorite book by this author. Like, hands down. Ooh, more than Daisy Jones. Yeah, wow. like, cause Daisy Jones was good. I but like, love I don't Daisy know this Jones. one. Daisy Jones was a good book, but I don't like the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo were just it was just so fucking good for me. Yeah. You know? I get that. Anyway, this is also a beautiful dual narrative, um, which is split between Monique Grant, who is an unknown reporter, and Evelyn Hugo, who was is a Hollywood movie icon. Mrs. Hugo chooses Monique to have an exclusive on her life story, and she opens up for the first time about her seven husbands. Now you may be un- wondering, where's the L? The G, the B, or the T, or the plus. Well, you're going to have to read it to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, this book fucking moved me. Like, I just want to... It just moved me. Mm-hmm. And I had a book hangover for such a long time after this one. Um, and yeah, and also, like, I thought... Like, I have a cute memory attached to this one, too. I don't even think I told you. Oh, no. What is it? Yeah. So, um, like, directly after I finished reading it, um, I gave it to Cass to read. And so, we talked about this in earlier episodes where um, Cass reads to me. Mm -hmm. And so, one day we were, we went somewhere and then she was up to, like, one of my favorite parts of the book. And she was reading it in the car. And then she ended up reading it out loud. So, we were, so she was reading to me in the car. Yeah. the book and Aww. I was able to like experience it for the second time but like through her eyes and it was just it was beautiful I love I, I love, love when that. she reads to me so yeah she always reading to me Aww, like so we're cute. reading um Homebody by um Rupi Kaur right now which I right. didn't put that I'm reading that right now because it's like it, it's all up to her when we read it <laughs> <laughs> nice all right yeah. so my pick is um under the same historical fiction category. So it is called right. Last Night at the Telegraph Club by Melinda Lowe, mm. one of Shanice's favorites. Um, so yes. this is the tale of two young women who fall in love in San Francisco's Chinatown in the 1950s. And obviously, America in the 1950s is not a safe place for two girls to fall in love. And uh, there's also the Red Scare paranoia that threatens everyone, including Chinese Americans, like one of the main characters. Um, and she's also worried for her father, who is um, facing deportation. And Lily and Kath risk everything to let their love see the light of day. Wow. So, yeah, it's going to get you in the field. I love Like that. seven husbands. Yeah. <laughs> and I do love me a historical fiction. Like, ooh, right? butter me up and give me a historical fiction, and I'm good for <laughs> the night. <laughs> That's your cup of tea. 
Um, yeah, that is my cup of tea. I love historical fiction, which is surprising because, like, I know, you know I'm, I'm kind of big... surprised. Yeah, I don't know. I like, I guess in my older age, I turned, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. I turned to heck? historical fiction. <laughs> that is, <laughs> I'm starting to feel historical, so like that's why. <laughs> Word, me too, me too. Oh man. Um, so yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed that little list of pride books to pick up and um hopefully it pads up your tbr <laughs> yes i mean you already padded up my tbr i got eight <laughs> books that I have to fucking buy yeah, i'm gonna be right. sneaking them in for the next two months <laughs> um all right so i think shanice is gonna end us with a poem that she loved from black girl called home oh there's also in this book when i was reading it i am a huge fan of whitney houston and she does like a three-part um uh three-part poem or like three different poems on whitney houston i've i fucking love whitney houston like you don't know bitch you never been in the car with me when whitney houston played (laughs) but (laughs) your ears will be bleeding that's so funny no okay so alrighty so folks get ready here's Shanice with her poem take it away yes so this is from Black Girl Call Home by Jasmine Manns um this poem is called South 14th Street The Attic Window From Waiting my grandfather died in bed with my nana she said she saw his soul his soul soar right out of their attic window he left his body in that bed to to remind her that even without breath, she could still wake up to him. She said he left silently, didn't want to wake her up out of her sleep as he got ready to leave, kissed her on the cheek, gathered himself at the foot of the bed, and didn't take anything with him, not even her smile. Amazing. So good. It's such a good. It was such a good poem. I don't like mm-hmm. that one. Was one of my favorites out of the out of the um, nice. the collection. That's why I read I it. I loved it. That was so sweet. Yeah. All right, peeps. Yeah. That's the dealio. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Pride episode brought to you by the uh, the the Pride TikTok that I had just made. That it was like a tried rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, TikTok is really hard. If you're not following yeah, us, is. give us a follow. But they're really um, hard in our old I, age. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, first of all, I'm fucking technology. I don't do anything. Like, <laughs> I almost deleted my whole Snapchat cache shit. And my best friend was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, because you know how, like, you could save things, and then you could go into the save thing, and then it shows, like, what you <laughs> what you say. I have no idea what you're talking about, I but yeah, sure. That. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I almost deleted that, and, like, we were, he saw, it was, like, a funny moment, because I was, like, we just got out of work, and then I was, like, there, and then I was, like, hovering over the button to delete it, and he's, like, don't, don't mm. do that. I was, like, oh, okay, and I just listened, <laughs> but, yeah, I Anyway, that is to say, I'm not very good with technology, and, like, TikTok is so fucking hard. so hard. Um, Like, we were late to record because the TikTok I had made deleted or some yeah. shit, and I had to redo uh, it. It was the edits that I had made that I had to redo. So, basically, that means that TikTok needs love, so go give it a heart. <laughs> is that what it's called? A heart or a like? Well, I don't know. I don't know the lingo. A heart, <laughs> a like, a comment? Uh, yes, please. Follow us on TikTok, guys. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening, and let us know what you're what you read for Pride Month. 
Did we miss a book that we should be reading? Let us know. Yes, let us know. All right, catch you next time. Bye, guys.